All praises to the most high brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. In this short podcast episode, I'm going to be explaining the book of Colossians chapter 12 and verse 13. Colossians chapter 2, excuse me, Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. And before brothers and sisters, I do this, you know, they there be some that like to try to tell you to explain the Bible in its cultural context. And, and I believe that the word context is to con you out of the text. Because what they do, brothers and sisters, is they try to get you to put your own opinion to the scripture. Like they do. I told you Sunday church is an illusion. So what they want you to do is they want you to put your own, I should say, for lack of a better, for a lack of a better word, spin on the scripture. So this scripture came to mind. These two verses in uh, Colossians 2 came into my mind and I wanted to break them down as the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 28, verse 10. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So let's do it like the Bible say, not as your Sunday theologian would say. Well, let's stay within the context of the verse. And they don't even know what the words mean in the verse. So let's look at it. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith and the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Now let's look at buried with him in baptism. How are we buried with Christ in baptism? Because verse 13 is going to kind of shine a little light, but I want to deal with verse 12 first. Buried with him in baptism. Precept must be upon precept. Romans chapter 6. See, this is what they don't want to uh, do, brothers and sisters. They don't want to go back to the chapter and the verse to deal with it. Romans chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 2. Romans 6 and 2 says, God forbid. Now, this is Paul when he asks in verse 1, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin, which is transgression of the law, 1 John 3 and 4, that grace may abound? So do we keep on transgressing the law to get grace? Because this seems to be the illusion that you're being put up under in the church because your pastor cannot change his life. The pork chop sandwich is always there for him. The woman in the crowd that he's looking at, he can't change from cheating on their wives, committing adultery on their wives, can't change from wanting all the glory, and they can't change from wanting the Thai dollar. Covetous. So you will never get taught or broken, or I should say the scripture will never be broken down to you as should be. Verse 2, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Dead to sin 
if we're dead to sin, brothers and sisters, we no longer commit it. We no longer commit the transgression of the law. That is what sin is, transgression of the law. Again, 1 John 3 and 4. Watch this. Know ye not, verse 3. So many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized in his death. This baptism is going to be explained by Paul in verse 4. Listen up. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, like that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Wait. Now, when we go back to the book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 12, again, buried with him in baptism. Okay, Paul is going to explain in the book of Romans what that buried to him in baptism is in verse 4. I'm recording the scripture so you can keep the thought. Therefore, we are baptized with him by, we are buried, excuse me. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. A newness of life. Newness of life does not involve sin or transgression. A person can't say that they have a new spirit or a new life and they're still in transgression. I want to go to verse 13 of Romans chapter 6 to show you something. It says, I just want to read this one verse. It says, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. So. When John says all unrighteousness is sin, all unrighteousness is sin, Paul confirms that in this verse. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. The righteousness is in the law. That's Romans 8 and 4. Precept must be upon precept. Romans 8 and 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. See, when you're baptized and buried with Christ, your old man is buried in the newness of life you are living. Let's take a, let's take a look. Because, brothers and sisters, many don't believe that the new is mentioned in the Old Testament. You cannot have Paul going off his own words. Paul read chapter and verse, like it says in Acts 24, verse 14. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all the things which are written in the law and the prophets. So Paul believed what was written. To have a newness of life, 
comes here. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 says, And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new, new, new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. This is a new heart. What's this new heart is going to call this new mind is going to cause them to do? That they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people and I will be their God. The same thing is written in Ezekiel 36, verse 25, 26, and 27. Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified. Wait a minute. Our old man, our old man is crucified. Old man is crucified with him that the body of the transgression of the law, which is sin, might be destroyed. And henceforth, we should not serve sin. Serving sin. That's what Christ says. Because Christ says it in John 8, 34. See? Breaking down the Bible, watch Christ. Watch Christ say the same thing. John chapter 8, verse 34 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin, breaking the Sabbath, keeping these false worships, eating unclean meats, teaching out of their own hearts, John 8, verse 34, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth transgression of the law is a servant of transgressing the law. That's what you serve. You don't serve me. You serve transgression of the law. You serve the devil. You think you're serving me? No, you're serving the devil. 1 John chapter 3 and 8. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. 1 John 3 and 8. Watch the scriptures say who sinners serve. Christ just mentioned this in John 8. 34. I'm going to read it again. I want you to listen for the word. John chapter 8, verse 34. Listen up. Christ says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whoso committeth, committeth sin is a servant of sin. Let's go to 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth, committeth, committeth sin is of the devil. If you commit transgression of the law, you are of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil, those that transgress the law. First John 3 and 4, for whoever committeth, committeth, that word again, committeth sin, transgresseth also the law for sin is transgression of the law. 
how in the world can you be baptized and buried with Christ and you're still transgressing the law? See, brothers and sisters, that's why I say to you that baptism was keyed on the submersion, being submerged in water in order to take the true meaning of it out, which is to repent. John was not dipping anybody in water without repentance. Repentance means to turn and keep the commandments. Ezekiel 18, verse 30. Ezekiel 14, verse 6. Jeremiah 8 and 6. All of these old so-called First Testament scriptures give you the meaning of repentance. It isn't three or four ways to repent. It's just one way to repent. Repent doesn't have an S, whether it's repent, repentant, repentance. No. The only way you can repent of your sins, you must repent. Christ said it. If you don't do it, watch this. In the book of Luke, in the book of Luke, see, brothers and sisters, they change the meaning of the words with the context. Luke Chapter 13, verse 3 says, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. You're going to perish if you don't repent and, and, and turn back into keeping the laws of God. So we just got to read, reading Romans 6, verse 6, where it says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin, because if you are sinning, you are a servant of it, not of God, of it, the transgression of the law. Just like he told Cain back in Genesis, folks, he told Cain this back in Genesis chapter 4, verse 6. Well, verse 7, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted by me. If I do, and well is Deuteronomy 5.29, that's keeping the commandments. And if thou doest well, sin, if thou doest not well, which is not the law, then sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. See? God's saying, listen, you shall be a servant of transgression. He told Cain that way back. See, precept must be upon precept, but not to be conned out of the text, which they're trying to say that the word context is. Colossians 2 and 12. Again, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith, an operation of God who has raised him up from the dead. Operation of God. Precept must be up on precept. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6 says, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with them. For one is given by the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith, 
by the same spirit to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit. The operation of God is the spirit. That is the operation. That spirit of the prophets teaching you, that is the faith in the operation of God. Because remember, faith is found in Matthew 23, verse 23. Faith is of the law, Romans 3, 27. Faith is of the law, not the temple. Not the temple, the altar which was being used in the time of Christ. But the faith that was given to Abraham before God in Genesis 22, when he was sacrificing his son Isaac, gave him a lamb that was caught up in the bush. That is the signal of the atonement for the blood mentioned in Leviticus 17, verse 11. Not that law. But the faith that they had in keeping the law without sinning against God and needing that blood. Verse 13 of Colossians chapter 2. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has quickened. He you're being dead, you which sin are dead. See, there's two ways to see this. Because either you're dead to sin or you're dead in sin. We that keep the law are dead to sin, but they that don't are dead in sin. That's why Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Matthew 19, verse 17 says, keep the commandments. That's how you got eternal life. I don't know how these preachers skip by that. He has quickened together with him, having forgiven all your trespasses. How does God quicken you? Psalms 119, verse 150, or 50. Excuse me. Psalms 119, verse 50. Excuse me. Psalms 119 verse 50 says this. This is my comfort in my affliction. For thy word, thy law, hath quickened me. Verse 93. Psalms 119 verse 93 says. I will never forget thy precepts, which are thy laws. For with them thou hast quickened me. Christ has just done, done come quicken you. Oh, Christ quickened me. You got to understand what quicken means. And this is what they do when they say the context. They don't want you to see what the words mean by scripture. They want you to break it down to them so y'all can have an argument. This is what the Sunday church likes to do. God is not forgiving trespasses when you remain in trespasses. He quickens you through the law together with Christ having forgiven your trespasses in the past not to stay in them in the future. 
This is what Christianity tricked many souls into doing, into thinking that Christ continues to forgive you in sin and you staying in sin. Wait, wait a minute. That The Bible is a liar then if they're saying that. And the Bible doesn't lie. They do. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 says, For if we sin, transgress the law, willfully after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, which is the law, there remaineth no more sacrifice of sins. There is no more sacrifice. Christ's sacrifice does not atone for your sins anymore. You continuing to sin, knowing this Bible is out. This Bible is out. People are learning this Bible and rejecting it. So when it says, after you've heard or received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Watch this. But a certain fearful look, looking unto the judgment of fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. You're going to die. If you continue to transgress the law, See, preachers ain't going to read that to you. See, preachers are not going to read that to you. They're going to try their best to, to turn the grace of God into lasciviousness, like it says in Jude 4, Jude verse 4. You cannot continue in transgression. That's why the Bible says in Revelation 22, Revelation 22, the last book which Sunday preachers ref refuse to read because they know. Revelation 22, verse 14 says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city. Without these commandments, you won't do it. And to be buried, like it says in Colossians 2. When you read it, Colossians 2, it is telling you that you could be dead to sin, buried with Christ in the baptism, which we, which we went back into Romans 6, verse 2 through 6, to explain that that is eliminating your service to sin, transgression of the law being dead to it. Verse 13 of Colossians 2 is talking about you being dead in your sins or dead in it. Because Christ says you can die in your sins. That's what he said. This is what people don't realize. I'm going to I'm going to show you John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Verse 24 says this. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Why did he tell the Pharisee that? He told the Pharisee and the Jews that because if they did not accept him as Lord and Savior, there was no other way to be atoned for. The blood of bulls and goats was not going to do it. 
that's why in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, and see, a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize that when it says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10, by which we are all sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all, not of verse 8, above, above when he says sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hadest had his pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. See, sacrifice was the first of the law. The law added for transgression. But now in Christ, that one offering and that living in righteousness as mentioned in Romans 8 and 4, freed us from the law of sin and death, which was the law that was given unto Moses and Leviticus 6.25 and Leviticus 7 and 1, the offering. That's why Paul said in Colossians 2.14, <laughs> got to read it. That's why he says it, Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. Those were the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, taking them out of the way, nailing them to the cross. Not, not Deuteronomy 4.13, the words, but the ordinances of sacrifice, the temple. Nailing that to the cross. That's why Matthew 27, 51 says, the curtain of the temple went in twain. We had no more use for the atonement with blood of bulls and goats. But you still have to keep the written 10 commandments. Mentioned in Deuteronomy 4.13, Deuteronomy 10 and 4. See, so you still have to do that. In Exodus 34 and 28. Those 10 commandments cannot be done away with because they are spirit. It was created before the world began. But what happens when you break those laws? Does not God have a law? set up if you broke those words that was the law of sin and death anyway brothers and sisters when you're buried with christ your baptism with him is in eliminating transgression and in doing that you will be raised with him you will be raised from the dead with him There is no way a Sunday Christian could be buried with Christ and still be in sin and still transgress the law. No. Colossians 2 verse 12 goes right with Romans chapter 6 verses 2 through 6. That is being buried with the Lord. That is the baptism in Christ to not be a servant to transgression. And with that, brothers and sisters, all praises to the Most High and more podcast episodes are coming.